Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Monday, September 28th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. everyone. Welcome to Rocket City Lift. I'm Tara Bulger. And I'm Brett Goodman. We come to you three times a week and we try to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. Today we are continuing with our series called Hebrew 101. But before we begin, let's pray together. Let us pray. Startle us, O God, with your truth and open our minds to your spirit that we may be one with Christ our Lord and serve as faithful disciples through Jesus Christ. Amen. Our scripture reading is from the prophet Isaiah, the 61st chapter, verses 1 through 11. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. He has sent me to bring good news to the oppressed, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and release to the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to provide for those who mourn in Zion, to give them a garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the mantle of praise instead of a faint spirit. They will be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord to display his glory. They shall build up the ancient ruins. They shall raise up the former devastations. They shall repair the ruined cities, the devastations of many generations. Strangers shall stand and feed your flocks. Foreigners shall till your land and dress your vines. But you, you shall be called priests of the Lord. You shall be named ministers of our God. You shall enjoy the wealth of the nations, and in their riches you shall glory. Because their shame was double, and dishonor was proclaimed as their lot, therefore they shall possess a double portion." Everlasting joy shall be theirs. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and wrongdoing. I will faithfully give them their recompense, and I will make an everlasting covenant with them. Their descendants shall be known among the nations, and their offspring among the peoples. All who see them shall acknowledge that they are a people whom the Lord has blessed." I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My whole being shall exult in my God, for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decks himself with a garland, and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. For as the earth brings forth its shoots, and as a garden causes what is sown in it to spring up, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring up, before all the nations. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So we've been discussing Hebrew words, and Tara, what is our Hebrew word today, and what does it mean? Where where do we see this word in the Bible? So the word is ruach, R-U-A-C-H, and it means breath or wind, um, spirit, 
And we see it in a lot of places in the Bible. We see it in um, the Old Testament, in Genesis, of course, in this passage from Isaiah. And then we read about it, too, in the New Testament. What's your idea of an easy way to describe Ruach? Um, I think my easy way to describe Ruach is that there is no easy way. Yeah. <laughs> How do you as, explain God? As, yeah. Um, of, of, even, of even the word itself, um, as you said, it means breath and wind and spirit. Uh, and then there are also instances in the Old Testament where it means vitality and kind of ecstasy and kind mm-hmm. of the uh, <clears throat> Hebrew understanding of heart and that where our, our soul and our, our, our ideas and our being comes from. Um, but what I think what um, this specific one is, is we know, we know that it means spirit. Um, we know that it's in reference because it is Ruach Adonai, which means spirit of the Lord. And so that kind of helps us focus in what this what this Hebrew word means. But I think also that the breath, as you talked about the breath and the wind, that that also gives us hint to understanding this idea of, of spirit, um, the spirit of God, of, of the breath that gives us life comes from the spirit of God, that the winds that blow and shape the earth comes from the spirit of God. So in that way, um, though they have different, you know, uh, definition meanings, they uh, kind of inform each other in that regard. Yeah, I like this passage from Isaiah because I think it gives us an idea of what the Spirit of God cares about. Mm. Um, setting people free, um, you know, uh, giving them life and vitality. And I like that idea. I like to think of it as breath or wind because if you've ever gotten like a really big lung full of air and it feels life-giving mm-hmm. in that moment i think that's what god's spirit is it's supposed yeah. to be life-giving yeah you know as we think of it as when the a baby first draws in its breath and screams and cries we have that breath of life and when we talk about um you know someone passing it's it's that uh losing of their breath and i think in the same way um you know, the grace of God, the spirit of God comes into us as, as, as children uh, by grace. And, and uh, as, as we pass, the spirit of God um, uh, redeems us and kind of takes us out of that. So I, I love that idea of breath as well, of, of in our whole life, it's the spirit of God uh, mm-hmm. with every breath that we breathe. Have you experienced the holy life in your life? What does that look like? Yeah, I, I mean... One of the things that I like about this um, scripture, and, and as you talked about, uh, it, it helps us understand the spirit of God. Is that um, what's kind of happening in Israelites' history? Is is they're coming out of exile, and there's this hope of return to the promised land. Uh, and so, um, I desperately need hope <laughs> a lot. Um, and so, I think that there are days when it feels too hard to get out of bed. You know, there are days when uh, the injustices, when the devastations, uh, both you know, either systemic or even within our uh, world and and uh, nature, seem too hard. Um, and we and I and I can feel in that exile. But I think that there are moments of grace uh, and moments of hope. 
that I know are not coming from my cynical self that allow me to go up in love that day. Uh, that, that, that can only be the Spirit of God and the Holy Spirit uh, reframing uh, that, that mindset because I know where I want to go uh, for that day. How about you? So I, I don't know why I was thinking about this, but um, I have times where things seem pretty dark. I think this time of COVID um, is not one of my favorites, um, in part because the thing I love most is being a minister and being cut off from people is really hard. Um, and so sometimes when I feel that way, when I am dark, uh, or when I'm feeling kind of that darkness, um, the greatest truth of my life is that the wind of God will blow again hmm. at some point, and hmm. I just have to sit tight. And it reminds me of there's an author who said she wrote about someone committing suicide and she said you know it wasn't the man he wanted to kill it was the day mm. and um, even when I cannot see the light I trust in the spirit of God mm. to come blowing in my life <laughs> again in a new day yeah um, and so that's really comforting to me and I think for me um, the Holy Spirit has probably contacted me as many different ways as I've needed, right? Sure. I mean, when it came to my calling as a minister for six years, I put it off and it wouldn't go away. Mm-hmm. There are other times when I feel like the Holy Spirit speaks to me in silence. Um, so I am grateful for that kind of creative force that reaches me in all the places that I am. Yeah, Um you know, we think of that, I think one of the images we have of the Spirit of God, like speaking to us is like Moses in the burning bush, you mm-hmm. know, that that's kind of like this pivotal image of this important story in the Bible. Uh, but to my recollection, that's never happened ever again of God mm-hmm. speaking through a burning bush, but the whole, but the Spirit works uh, creatively and in new ways, um, as, as you said, to engage us and point us towards hope. You know, that's funny because you gave that example early on when I was a new Christian. There was this issue I was struggling with, and I, like, you know, prayed, and I was looking for an answer. And um, finally, I remember praying, and I was like, okay, God, I'm just going to do this thing that I think I'm supposed to do. And if I'm not supposed to do it, (laughs) then burn a bush or write it in the sky. <laughs> but until you give me that, yeah. I'm just going to do one step ahead. Um, so maybe that was my own little, you know, like uh, mental machinations, but it worked. <laughs> <laughs> All right. To close, I have a quote from Brennan Manning, who wrote the book, Abba's Child, The Cry of the Heart for Intimate Belonging. This is what Brennan Manning has to say about our emotions and how God might speak to us in them. To ignore, repress, or dismiss our feelings is to fail to listen to the stirrings of the Spirit within our emotional life. Jesus listened. In John's Gospel, we are told that Jesus was moved with the deepest emotions. The Gospel portrait of the beloved child of Abba is that of a man exquisitely attuned to his emotions and uninhibited in expressing them. The Son of Man did not scorn or reject feelings as fickle and unreliable. They were sensitive antenna to which he listened carefully and through which he perceived the will of his father for congruent speech and action. Hmm. 
Please join us again on Wednesday, and don't forget to subscribe to the channel so you know when new episodes come out. Now may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is upon you. Amen. Thank you.